as promised, um, we, uh, we're getting John Moore on the phone. John, are you there? I am. Good evening. Uh, hi, John. Thanks ever so much for speaking with us. Now, John Moore is press officer for Woking Town Football Club, as well as co-commentator for BBC Surrey. Um, John, how are you this evening? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. All the better, dare I say, seeing Aldershot lose tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I know. <laughs> no, I know it's a late one for you, so um, thanks for speaking with us um, this evening. Um, first of all, can you just tell me a little bit about your role as press officer at, uh, at Woking? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm a volunteer, like many at the club, um, and um, I uh, took over the role in 2009 with my good friend David Holmes, who at the time was a teacher, I'm a solicitor, and so we worked sort of together, so if he was in the classroom, I could deal with things and vice versa, and um, really, we've we've sort of taken it on since then, and um, it sort of um, coincided, I suppose you could say, with the big rise in social media, so... Obviously, we've been involved in setting up, you know, Twitter and Facebook and the website and, and really dealing with all things um, Woking. And, um, of course, that's coincided, too, with our, our Rise Up the League. And uh, I have to say that, you know, I'm one of a, a team. We've got um, three or four other volunteers who play a vital role in, uh, in helping us, really, I think, um, do what we can to get Woking's name out there. So what, what sort of took you to, to Woking in the first place? So, yeah, presumably you're from the area, but was there, was there, is there sort of a link between you and Woking or not? Um, well, I, I guess it started. I mean, I first went, dare I say it, in 1978 <laughs> when I went with my father uh, when Woking played Swansea uh, in the FA Cup and it was an epic game and ultimately Woking lost. And then I used to go occasionally and then um, I happened to play football locally uh, in the 80s and uh, and a friend of mine uh, what well, two friends of mine Tim Zaglo and Justin Horner both played with me and they both went on to play for Woking and um, obviously Tim achieved a great deal of success and uh, really I just went along to, to watch them and it became a sort of habit and um, I always said to people really the worse Woking became the more I went and okay. um, you know, I was lucky enough then to get asked to uh, to help out behind the scenes. Fantastic. Now let, let's move on to um, the the the, um, the team themselves. Um, now, four losses in the four last games in the Vamaran National League. What are your thoughts on the season so far? Uh, well, up until those four defeats, I was very very happy. Obviously, um, I think perhaps being realistic, Woking were rather punching above their weight. Obviously, they had two terrible blows this season, losing Scott Rendell and Ismail Yakubu to uh, season-long injuries. Both did their cruciates. They also have been hit very hard by other injuries to key players, Jerry Jones, Mark Ricketts, Giuseppe Sol, Chris Arthur, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when you've got a small squad, it takes its toll. And I think, really, the game against Forest Green was pivotal because, obviously, Forest Green came into the game unbeaten in nine and Woking played them at home and Woking were absolutely magnificent that night and managed to beat them ending their run but that almost seemed to take so much out of Woking and then they had really quite tough fixtures um you know they ended up playing I think it was five games in in 13 days that's an awful lot for a part-time side and I think really you know they struggled and um certainly um the last four games, they haven't played particularly well, and certainly on Saturday, uh, they were well below par. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what do they need to do 
in order to get back to their winning ways then? I know you said they're you know, extremely tired after playing you know, so regularly. <clears throat> Is there a bit of a break for them in the season at any stage that they might sort of recoup a bit of their energy? Well, not really. I mean, the season's pretty relentless there. You know, 46 games played. Uh, and at this stage, what, what, what the National League have tried to do is, is get as many games played as possible to avoid the weather perhaps intervening and causing havoc, you know, in January and February. So what it means is quite often you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, um, and it is a National League. So, you know, mm. one minute you can be in Torquay, the next minute in Barrow. Absolutely. But to, you know, but to sort of get back to the question, how can they um, get back to winning ways? I think it's very simple, really. They need to start scoring goals again, and they need to stop conceding bad goals. And, and that's been very noticeable during the last four games. That you know, up until recently, the defence was very watertight, um, and uh, we looked very secure. And now, all of a sudden, we've started leaking bad goals. Well, uh, yeah, and, and that's obviously you know not great. Let's let's talk about the, the team. Um, you know, you, you said that the team was you know it's got smaller because of injury. Um, now we've got um, a transfer window coming up, sort of the end of this year, early next year. Is that something that Gary Hill is going to really sort of try and focus? You know, getting some some more strength in depth in the team um, in order to stop conceding and start scoring. Is that is that something that will will be you know at the forefront of his mind? I don't know. I think it's a very difficult one because, yeah, although Woking, as all le- as all teams are in this league, are subject to the transfer window, really the transfer window is a bit of an irrelevance because at the moment you can also loan players. And, you know, when you're, when you're bringing or fetching in players, that's obviously adding to the wage bill and, and Woking don't have the biggest budget by any means. And, and so I think really, you know, if Gary Hill's looking to fetch players in, he also has to move players on and that's difficult. So, you know, what he's tried to do this season, as indeed he's done in previous seasons, he's been brilliant at playing the loan market where you can go to football league clubs and hopefully bring in some players. And obviously, um, you know, the idea is then that you, you're you doing a deal with the football league club as regards wages. So consequently, Woking can stay, you know, within budget. Yeah, I mean, where does the money come from? Is it is it just ticket sales? Is it, or I mean, where where's everything funded from for Woking? Well, you know, primarily it is from uh, gate receipts. Um, I mean, the club do have a, a a lounge which is is pretty full of, <clears throat> of match days. So of course, the problem is, you know, um, the, the the football club is only open for business on Saturday, and if there's a midweek game on Tuesday, so it's difficult to get revenue in. Uh, 24-7 and really that's the aim of all football clubs and you know Woking don't have a a, a rich benefactor anymore so they are largely self-supporting so to help Gary Hill with his budget we have uh, basically the the supporters having a boost the budget scheme whereby you know they contribute and in fact uh, you know this season and last season they've contributed sort of 30,000 plus to Gary Hill's budget so it's very much a sort of homegrown philosophy if you like and all the better for it, I, I, I presume. I, I, if you had to go out and get m- more cash, it would mean more strain on the on the club. Although there'd be more money in the pot, it's uh, you know lots of uh, lots of paperwork, lots of um, questions being answered if the results aren't coming your your way. So you well, know, in one yeah. one side of the coin, it's great, and on the other side, it, it's possibly not. I mean, how, how do you feel about that? Well, I think it's a mixed blessing. I mean, let's not forget that Woking were. Um, very well supported by Chris Ingram, who, who came in and effectively saved the club. Uh, and for a, for, a, for a time, Woking were, you know, um, a full-time club. 
uh, and um, they had a very decent budget. But unfortunately, they didn't capitalise on that. Chris Ingram decided to reduce his funding, and so it's meant the club has had to, you know, live within its means. And mm. I think, from a you know, from a fan's point of view, it's I guess very exciting. I think when you have somebody like a rich benefactor who comes in and says, "I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that," but if you look at the history of football. It's also full of clubs that have have had rich benefactors come along and then they've pulled the plug and then what is there left? Absolutely. You've got to look at clubs like, for example, Rushton and Diamonds to see what can happen, uh, you know, when the plug is pulled. Yeah, not not great. I mean, obviously, looking forwards, you've got an academy. Is it is is there a good link between the academy and the first team? And do you see, you know, possible talent coming in from the academy that that you can utilise? Uh, I think it's a difficult one, really, because in an ideal world, all clubs would want players from their academy to come through. But, you know, Woking's no different from any other club, whether it's a Premier League club or, or, or a league club. There are very, very few young players that go on to make it. And Woking have changed the way they run their academy this season to try and improve the, the throughput. But, you know, it's always a risk. And, you know, at one stage, Woking had maybe three or four players that had come through from the academy and they were in the first team. And, and now, really, there are there isn't that number of players coming through. So you've also got to remember, too, that obviously Woking now in the National League again. So the gap between the academy and the first team is huge. And mm. you know, there are a lot of fans who say, oh, give this player a chance, give that player a chance. But it's, you've got to be very, very careful with young players that you don't throw them in too early. Absolutely. Um, my next question was: um, you, you, You've been in the Vanarama. You're sorry, you're in the Vanarama League now. How long have you guys been in there? Um, well, we we got promoted um, to the, to what's called the the National League. Uh, I think it was what three seasons ago. Having been relegated in 2009, we went down to what was called Conference South, which is now National South, and we had a couple of seasons there, and then. Gary Hill came in, took us to the playoffs in the first season or the playoff semi-finals, got us promoted in his next season, and then uh, you know we've had three seasons so far in the National League uh, under him, and uh, we're now in our fourth season. And so, uh, you're obviously, you're sitting mid-table at the moment. It's, it's fairly, it's fairly early on. Let's let's get real here. It's it's quite early on in the season. What would happen if you were to to sort of edge up towards the top end of the uh, the table what where where would you go next what are these sort of uh, promotion uh, prospects well i think obviously it's all club any club in this league wants to try and get in the playoffs so you know that involves finishing in the top 5 obviously then if you can get to the playoff final that's a wembley so you're you're hopefully guaranteed a decent gate the the, the final is televised and clearly if you were to win that then you get promotion you know to the football league and then you get a, a large lump sum of, of TV money, which, of course, you know, is a, is a huge help. Um, but, you know, I have to say again, it is a very, very competitive league. You've only got to look at the, the clubs that are in this league that are ex-football league size, and you really realise how difficult it is for a club like Woking, you know, who are a part-time side. Yeah, absolutely. How do the boys sort of cope with full-time work and... Um, I guess it's not full-time football, but it is. It's almost full-time football in a way, the commitment they show to, to Woking. How do they sort of manage their, their time? 
Well, I think, you know, most of them um, don't have other jobs, or if they do, they're, you know, fitness instructors and uh, and the like. So, you know, they have to fit their work in around the club commitments. Woking now train during the day, so we train twice a week uh, during the day. And then, as I say, of course, if you've got a long away trip, then that involves, um, you know, having to travel up the day before. So, for example, tomorrow... Um, or rather on Friday, um, the team leaves to, to, to go up to uh, Halifax, who they play on, on Saturday. So, you know, that's a day off work, yeah. so to speak. And, um, you know, it, it's always a balancing act. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the FA Cup very quickly because it's a you know a very prestigious um, cup. Now, you play in the fourth round qualifiers, I believe, on the 24th of August, uh, October. That's, that's correct, is it? Yeah. Um, your your um, opponent, it's currently currently to be confirmed. Um, yep. Have you got any idea at all who you might play? None whatsoever. Um, obviously, the, the next qualifying round is yet to be played, and only then will we know. Um, so it really could be anyone. But at this stage in the competition, it's always regionalised. So for a start, we know we won't have a long away trip to, to Barrow. <laughs> um, and it, might it be a team that you've played in the National League before? Yeah, it could well be, or it could be a team from you know a lower a lower division. And um, I think if you ask any manager, they'll always say they don't mind who they play, as long as it's a home draw. Absolutely. So, I mean, once you know the once you know the side that you're going to be drawn against, how did the club and how did the management go about sort of preparing for that? What sort of um, things do they put in place to to make um, sure they can get the best out of the side on on, well, the, on the day? I would imagine, obviously, it clearly it depends, doesn't it, who, who Woking are drawn against. I mean, is it a side who, who they played before? Is it the side in the same league who they're familiar with? Or is it the side from a lower league who they're not familiar with? If it is, then obviously they will go and have someone uh, scout and, okay. and look at them and look at the way they play and, yeah. you know, try and prepare as best they can. Okay, so it's it's you know a real sort of a process is you know sending people out must be you know obviously financial. It's not it's obviously watching make, making sure you're watching the team from video etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Obviously, if you played them before, but you know that's a, a good commitment from the from the team. But obviously, you need to commit make that commitment to to ensure the uh, the best result possible. Yeah, definitely. As I say, I think there's a sort of a bit of a misnomer here in in the sense I think some people think oh it's non-league. It's a bit like Sunday morning football. It's absolutely far from it. You know, if you play for Woking, you are a very, very decent player, believe me. And, you know, the standard is just improving all the time. And, you know, it's often said, really, that probably the top 10, 12 sides in this league could easily hold their own in the league above, in the Football League League 2. And do you find, obviously you've mentioned that the quality of the side, which is absolutely fantastic, do you find that... Um, your academy players show some show some potential, and then they go off the boil. Do they do they burn out? Do they not make the grade? Is that sort of what happens with the academy boys? I think it's uh, a complex question. I think if anybody knew the answer, um, they'd be a fantastic manager. You know, it's a big question, isn't it? Why do young players not go on and develop? I think there's lots of reasons. I think sometimes it's down to physique. Sometimes it's down to mental ability. Sometimes it's down to being perhaps with the wrong club. Mm. Sometimes it's being not with the right manager. There are loads and loads of reasons why young players don't go on and make it. Sometimes it's because they're not good enough. Sometimes it's because, you know, I'm sure you've all 
uh, or you've you've probably seen in your own time that there were players who were very very good at school and you really thought they were exceptional and yet somehow for all sorts of reasons they don't mature and they don't develop yeah absolutely i mean it's i guess as as you said it's it's the million dollar question we don't just see it in football of course we see it in you know across all sports we see you know some very young talented athletes that just don't go out to make it well <laughs> um i Let's let's leave that one there for now. I mean, just finally, um, uh, we had a obviously a, not a great uh, a great weekend against Southport. Can you just give me your thoughts on the booing fans? Um, well, look, there's two schools of thought, aren't there? There's one that says I pay my money so I can say what I like, but there's another view which is well, if you're a real supporter, then you try and get behind the team. And actually, you try and encourage the team. And it's a difficult one because, you know, I've got friends who fall in both camps. Uh, But my own view is that really you should try and get behind the team all the time. And I think it's particularly harsh given how brilliantly Gary Hill has done as a manager for Woking. Let's not forget that when he came in, Woking were 13th in Conference South. Their gates were below 1,000. Now, you know, he's got them, what, we were up to third this season and the gates last season the average was over 1900 that shows the colossal improvement that really he's made to the club and you know some fans i think have short memories but as i say there are a number of fans out there who say well i pay my money and i can voice my opinion yeah absolutely i'm just looking at the figures now actually you've got you know your home fixtures 50 1570 all the way up to you know 2035 you know, home fans. It's absolutely brilliant that um, he's done such a great job. Uh, is he going to hang around then, or is he going to potentially look to, to move on if uh, if Woking don't uh, sort of um, you know go where they want to in the next season or, or two? Well, you look, you can never say never, and, and uh, you know, again, I think sometimes football fans view managers and players as though they're fans of the club, and they're not. At the end of the day, they're employees, and like all employees, they want to do their best and they want to work in an environment which they're happy in. And obviously Gary Hill has said for a long time he's very, very happy at Woking. But, you know, things change in football very quickly. And I, But I would like to think that he will stay with Woking, that he can see that the club is moving forward on and off the pitch and that he will want to be a part of that. Yeah, fantastic. I mean... Yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant to to hear that, uh, John. And you know, as I say, the season is 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 fairly fairly uh, fairly new. Of course, um, you've had uh, five losses and five wins, which you know, of course, you'd like more wins, but it's it's not the end of the world. And, and fingers crossed, things will start to look up for you, um, certainly before Christmas, and if not afterwards. Well, let's hope so. And as you say, you know, it's a long old season. And all clubs in this league, whether you're Forest Green, whether you're Woking, you'll always have a time in the season when you have a dip. The important thing is that you get yourself out of it. So, you know, obviously this weekend Woking are away at Halifax. Halifax have not had the best of starts. Obviously they won in midweek. They beat Altrincham yesterday 3-1 away. Um, So, you know, they're going to be a tough nut to crack. But there's no doubt that this Woking side have got a lot of ability. And as I said earlier... If they can stop giving away silly goals, that's going to be a big help. There we go. We heard it from John Moore. Thank you, John, ever so much for speaking with me. Um, Of course, we'll continue to support Woking Football Club here on Brooklyn's Radio and uh, potentially we can get down to a match and um, either speak to Gary yourself um, live on a a, a match day. That'll be fantastic. 
Pleasure. Cheers now. All right. Thanks ever so much. Um, speak soon. Brooklyn's Radio.